Welcome to Voice of Thunder, where we declare the earth-shattering truths of God's Word about culture, family, and church. I'm your host, Lance McKenzie. I hope everybody is doing well today. I am on the road. I'm driving. I've been in town and doing some stuff with the wife and figured that rather than trying to... Uh, I have a kind of a not call a studio. I just have a nice uh, halfway decent microphone at the house that I use for a lot of Voice of Thunder stuff. But I figured rather than try and get that all set up, I could do an on-the-road podcast episode today to try and put this out there because I've had uh, a book I've been reading, actually, that I have really enjoyed. Uh, it's a book on productivity. A lot of people use it for business, so it's kind of as a business orientation, but you can use it in almost any area of life that you find yourself in. The name of the book is called Deep Work. Deep Work. And the concept of the book is pretty simplistic, and most of you are going to be like, man, that's, you know, first of all, how does that apply to us spiritually? And number two, isn't that just kind of common sense? But we'll get into that somewhat and explain why, at least for myself, I've really found this to be, I've, I've been doing it for the last couple weeks, two or three weeks, and I've really found it to work well for me. And the, and the concept behind the book is that as human beings, we function best, our, our work is the, the most effective, and you're putting out the most output whenever you are in a place they call a, a state of deep work. That's where you are 100% concentrated on the task at hand. Again, that's common sense, right? But what so, happen, so often happens, and they give the example in the book, is you have your cell phone on you, right? Someone texts you. You get an email, notification on Facebook. You go get on Instagram for a while. And those things can cause you to go off the road, if you will, of your concentration. You, you, your train of thought gets derailed at the Facebook station, and all your attention gets uh, offboarded uh, at that depot. And... So it actually pre- it prevents you. And th- those little, you think, well, they're not really big amounts of time. But what it does is it diverts your attention. And it causes you to where your mind will still be on. Number one, you're not working on what you should be working on. So all the creative juices and all the, the stuff that's been working around in your mind, instead of it being aimed at one direction and it's, it's cooking, you know, kind of like you put something in, a, in an oven, if you take it in and out of an oven 30 times, of course it's not going to cook well. Well, it's the same thing when you're working on a project or you're working on anything. Taking it in and out, in and out, in and out is just not healthy uh, for that food or for even, in this case, for working. And so he recommends that, you know, of course, don't do that. But then on top of that, you know, realizing that every time you jump onto something else, that they call it attention residue, I believe is what he calls it in the book, that that gets on, that it, it, you're, you're sitting there, you're supposed to have been working on whatever the project is, you know, your taxes, your, your you know, we had insurance here recently, you know, let's say you're supposed to be working on insurance and your insurance figured out. Instead, your attention goes to five different things. 
And when you go to sit down and you try to actually work on the project again, your mind keeps going back to that one person's post that bothered you, or 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 that email about so and so, you know, or, or or a clearance sale, and you got to schedule a time to go in there and, and buy some clothes at this place while it's on clearance, or whatever it is. So the even your even your output, the stuff you're putting out, isn't good. Because your mind's still on something else. It's like trying to, you know, both sit down and stand up at the same time. You're trying to do different things and, and, and run two different tracks. Like you're trying to run a train down two different tracks and it just can't do it well. And so what he recommends in the book is spending, usually he gives a number. I, I think he kind of leaves a number up to you. But he recommends starting small, an hour uh, work your way up to hour and a half. If you do two hours, you're doing great. But work your way up to spending deep concentration on the task at hand. And for myself, I've used this uh, in my professional, you know, in businesses and stuff. I've used that. Um, I have a company I work for doing some engineering work on the side. I, I do full-time evangelizing, but then I also have a company I do evangel- uh, engineering work on the side with. And I've done it with them. I will sit down and two hours, my phone is off. I don't check my email from work. I don't check my, my text messages. I don't check my notifications. If someone calls me, I don't know about it because I turn everything off as much as I can. And I put in, I have a couple earbuds. I put those in. I don't turn on music or anything that could distract me. I turn on literally white noise. It's, it's like an air, uh, air conditioner, I believe, noise generator or something like that. It, it, it's just white noise, like a fan or something. So much so that it blocks out all the other sounds in the camper and the you know and what's going outside around me. So I can a hundred percent focus on that task. And I'll say it works very well, I feel like. I'm I find the work that I produce is better. I get more done. And I, I, you know, so I, overall it, it makes for a better not only a better product that I'm making in the end, but also helps me get done quicker. Which, of course, is the ideal, right? Time is money, and time just, it's not a lot of it. You're limited. Re- it's one of the most important resources we have, um, especially as Christians who are called to redeem the time, to take it out of bondage. You know, it's, it's so bound by activities throughout the day to try and release it from the bondage of, of so many different things that grab our attention, that we focus our, uh, our attention and our, our concentration on things that actually matter. So... And one other thing I want to say before I get off of this, another thing he recommends is putting a timer up. So getting a timer and setting that and having it in a visible place so you can see it. So maybe your timer on your phone or you buy a separate timer or whatever you want to do. And what that does is it makes it feel like you're under the clock. So not only are you working with all your concentration, but with all your intensity as well. Because I have two hours to get this done, and I have to get this done. And that's, you know, people talk about some people work best when they procrastinate, and they're they're forced to work on it. Maybe that's the reason why. is because deep work. They're forced to go into a place of deep work where they concentrate, and they have all their intensity, all their effort is being pushed into this. And it's a powerful thing to do. So how does this apply to us? Spiritually, Is there any spiritual application in this? Well, I will say that for myself and my own spiritual life, if this doesn't apply to anyone else but me, that's fine. But my own spiritual life, I have struggled because I try to give God 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there, an hour here. 
And oftentimes what ends up happening, my attention gets focused on the wildly important tasks that life just throws at you and you have to tame and wrestle and get those things conquered that day that the Lord gets 30 minutes at 10 o'clock at night. How is that sufficient? How is that pleasing to the Lord? That when I'm the most tired and the most worn out and I have nothing left to give, giving Him 30 minutes, I, I don't see that as pleasing to the Lord. And especially as, I mean, for us, we're not just prayer and, and our time in the Word. We're growing. Our, our There's a purpose for this. I'm not just clocking in, clocking out. I'm not paid by the hour as a Christian. I'm paid by the product. I'm paid to advance the kingdom of God. I'm paid to grow as a person. So just you know, treating it like almost a Christian mass where you just show up and go through t- routine and you've checkmarked the list and it's not been done with a genuine heart that really has sought the Lord with a full heart, I don't think is sufficient. And so what I've done the last couple of weeks is I have said, okay, I know that it, I can't realistically every day, I can't spend two hours every day or an hour and a half every day. Uh, there won't be any time. I, in my evenings, the time I get done with work and then I eat and it's time to shower, I have at most two hours in the evening. And then, of course, if anything else takes up my time, spending time with family, uh, if we have a date night, if I have something I got to fix at the camp or whatever, that takes up my time. And I, what ends up usually happening is I have about 30 minutes to an hour left every day. That's about all I have to give. But what I have found is that if I schedule, and I say, all right, three times, I've been, I've been doing this three times this week, I want to spend two hours with the Lord. All right? Three times, just three. I want to spend, at each of those sessions, two hours. So in total, six hours I'll be spending with the Lord this week. Right? I found that, number one, I found it to be easy. It is, it, I don't know why, but it is easier to find two hours or an hour where I can get totally alone and do that than it is to go and try to find 30 minutes every day. I don't know why, but it is. And so that's my devotion time, is I spend two hours three times a week. Now, again, that's not... For some of you, you might be saying, well, you need to do every day. And I am every day. You know, I, I listen to some, I have a, on my phone, I listen to the Bible some, and then, you know, I usually have a time the other day that I pray, um, you know, even if it's just while I'm driving or doing something. Um, but as far as really intense, I, I believe that, the you know, the Bible is plain. The, the uh, fervent, the if, uh, prayer, prayer of a uh, righteous man that is effectual and it's fervent. That kind of prayer is effective to move the throne room of God and to stir heaven to stand up and answer our need. The fervent, effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. If we believe that, then our little 30-minute prayer sessions with a yawn punctuate every other word really aren't sufficient to move the throne room of grace if we believe what the word says. And so for myself, I've been trying to do that. And... I find it works well. I've been I've been breaking it up. You know, one week I'll spend four, you know, six hours total, right? That week in devotions, four hours one week in the Word, two hours in prayer, or maybe the next week I'll flip it: four hours in prayer, two two hours in the Word. Now, don't get me wrong. If I'm preparing for a sermon, that's extra. You know, that that's something extra. Um, that's. 
I can't fit that in there too. This is for me exclusively. Because as a, as a preacher, I have found, at least for myself, that I have to feed myself first. That, that my ministry is an overflow of my own personal depth with the Lord. And I feel like that we have a time celebrated consistency and shallowness over depth and, and um, purpose as Christians. But I think what we desperately need in this day is less shallowness, 30 minutes. God kind of seeps in the cracks of our day. We pour Him in wherever we can find a place. And He just kind of seeps in there. Like you put a rock and you pour in water around it. We just kind of try to find a place we can fill Him in. Instead, let Him be the rock. Find that time. If it's just three times a week, and he's been two hours with each of those sessions, and really pray. I mean, if you've ever had a time where you fervently pray, and you say, I'm going to pray until I pray through, until there's an assurance that I have what I ask for. I believe that's kind of prayers that, that move the throne room of God. And they grow us as Christians. And grow us in our understanding and in our depth and some of you say well Lance I've never prayed for longer than 30 minutes I've never I've never studied the word for more than 15 minutes I just do this one you know little one year Bible study Um, you know I don't know why every time I come to the same passage you know I don't I've been reading it for 10 years now I still don't understand what it means but I've kept reading it praise God you know I've read the word 30 times I only know about you know what a quarter of it meant but you know I've read it 30 times Kind of like somehow the word like by osmosis is some sort of like is going to get into our head. That just over and over that that it's just over and over again that that like if you hear it over and over again that eventually you're going to get it. That's not how it works. That's not how any, learning anything works. It requires concentration. You can't learn math by just hearing it taught over and over again. You guys sit down and actually try it, apply it, do it, learn it. There must be conscious thought put into it. How much more than the Word of God and studying the Word of God? So, that's my thoughts for today. Give that a shot. See if it works for you. Schedule it and say, hey, honey, I want to take the long way home today. It's going to be an hour, hour and a half before I can get home. If I'm late for dinner, that's fine. I'll heat me up something. Let her know beforehand. Don't be unsafe. Let her know where you're going. You know, but... I'm going to spend some time with the Lord. and we're, I'm going to get a hold of God. I have to. I want to experience Him again like I did at that camp meeting, at that altar session, at that. I, I want to get a hold of Him again. Or, honey, I, I've got to know what the Word teaches. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to the library up the street on Saturday. I'm going to be gone for a couple hours. You, you know, they got rooms you can go into. I'm, I'm going to go up there. Uh, I'll, I'll come back later. I've got to spend time and the word and grow and be changed and be transformed transformation is not something that happens by accident or osmosis osmosis or by exposure it happens by the rebuilding and the renewing of our mind consciously consistently deeply as we get to spend time with the lord